Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. This is a great example of why we're here today, why we get to share about Thanksgiving. So I want to talk to you today about generosity, the gift of generosity. Uh, Some of you are already going, but we chose today to do the one day to feed the world offering because it's important to be generous. And it's important to be generous, especially right now. Now, I know Black Friday is kind of weird because, you know, it's been Black Friday for like a month now at some of the stores, <clears throat> Walmart, uh, but because they want to spread that out a little bit. But typically in the U.S., more money is spent on Black Friday than pretty much any other day of the year, right? I know when I worked retail when I was in college, you know, you were required. You couldn't take off the day after Thanksgiving. You had to be there. And we made more money in that one day then it was insane. Insane. People spend tons of money. They get really mean on Black Friday too. Man, alive. I, I remember the doors would open and people would be pushing each other. And I would hide behind the electronics counter. I was fortunate I had a counter between me and the crazy people. Uh, some of the others didn't have that. You know, they'd hide in the aisles, try to get out of the way, and there'd be fire. It was crazy. And it was because they were trying to get what? Stuff. Get deals, Right. We love to give and we love to receive. Now, how many of you are givers by nature? You just love to give. Let me see your hands. How many of you are getters by nature? You love to get. <laughs> I am inherently a selfish person. I really am. I, I, my natural tendency is to think of me. And most of us are. That's just the way we're wired, right? And that's the way we're taught. If you don't believe me, try to take a toy away from a two-year-old. Right? And so we have to teach them to share. Because our natural tendency is, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's just the way we're wired. But God teaches us through Scripture that it's better to do what? To give. Acts 20, verse 35. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Listen to what Paul says. He's talking to the the church in Ephesus, to the elders there. And he says this in verse 35, I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. He works hard and then he gives, right? And he says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, I know it's really fun to get, depending on who you're getting from, right? But it's really good for us and blessed, it says. Blessed means happy, enviable, right? You're in a better position if you give than if you just receive. And so I've always been intrigued by this. So I started doing some research. In 2009, Harvard Business School did a study that shows generous people are markedly happier than those who don't give. And this is a quote from them. They say, happier people give more and giving makes people happier. Such that happiness and giving can operate in a positive feedback loop with happier people giving more, getting happier, giving even more. Another study by the the University of California, Berkeley, says there's an extensive and growing body of evidence suggesting that acts of generosity are associated with reduced psychological problems and greater subjective well-being, which is a person's emotional and cognitive sense of the quality of their life. Down further in that same study, 
He said, many studies in investigating the link between generosity and psychological well-being have zeroed in on happiness specifically. While pop culture may imply that happiness comes from focusing on yourself, research suggests the opposite. Being generous can make you happier. Imagine that. (laughs) Jesus told us thousands of years ago, it's better to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. They're saying that as we give, as we're more generous, we are more what? Blessed. Now, a lot of us like to get. I am one of those people, you know, we do that. When we do premarital counseling and marriage counseling, we go through the five love languages, right? How do you like to receive love? There's one called receiving gifts. Way up there for me, right? And it doesn't have to be a big gift, like coffee is a gift, right? You give me coffee, I get happy. It just happens, right? Uh, and there are others who like to give. So, but we can all learn to give. We can all learn to be more generous. There's lots of ways to do that. And we can actually create a lifestyle of generosity. We can create living a lifestyle of being generous. So how do we do that? Well, the first thing is that we have to understand that generosity changes us and grows us. Generosity changes us. If we are selfish people, inherently, what happens when we start giving? We change. As we learn to be givers of our, and not, guys, I'm not just talking about, when I say giving, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about giving of time, giving of effort, giving of resources. As we give, we change and we become less self-centered. We become less like that. You know, if you ever watch the movie The Grinch with Jim Carrey, (laughs) his heart grows, right? As he starts giving, his heart grows, you know, the old Dr. Seuss tale. That comes from life experience, right? Generosity actually comes from our heart. Listen to what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 1 and 2, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you're his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the examples of Christ. He loved and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. He says we should imitate God, and what is God? God is a giver. He gave Jesus. The Bible says every good thing comes down from the Father, right? So we're supposed to imitate him. And as we do that, we're changed. We know in John 3, 16, he says, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave his one and only son. So we, God at his core is a giver. And as we imitate God, as we become more and more like Jesus through this process we call sanctification, which is this living in a relationship with him and growing, we become more and more like him. So everything that we have, guys, the money that we receive from our paychecks is whose? It's God's. The Bible says everything is his, and we are simply stewards, caretakers. And guys, so everything that we have comes from him. And as I start learning to be more generous with my time, as I'm more generous with my efforts, I become more like him. And guys, you know what? A funny thing happened during COVID. The world stopped. Everything shut down. People became more generous financially. Like I talked to a lot of churches that say we actually got more finances in during COVID. But you know what happened? We became stingier with our time. And it's funny, it's not just church. I talked to some, I was refing football or I was doing the side. I didn't ref football or I I did the chains on the sideline. I was talking to several different coaches from different teams around the state. People aren't going out for sports like they used to. 
People aren't volunteering like they used to. Churches, organizations, people aren't working like they used to. Every place in town has a sign that says, now hiring, right? We, we are more generous financially after COVID, but people are more stingy with time and resources and talents. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. And people are trying to figure it out. Psychologists and therapists and all these people are trying to figure this out. We don't understand. We have to understand everything we have is God's. That's our, our finances. The talents that we have came from who? From God, right? The abilities we have, the passions we have, the family we have, all of it's God's. So being more generous of that changes as it comes from our heart. And generosity reflects God's love to those around us. It shows people that we're Christians. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, All of us who've had that veil removed can see the reflecting glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we're changed in his glorious image. So as I, we said God is a giver, and as I reflect more of his presence to people around me, they see that. So as I'm a giver, as you're a giver, as we are givers of our time, our resources, our talents, our abilities, people see Christ because it's not natural. Now, I know we live in the Midwest. There are a lot of great people in the Midwest. Everyone who visits this area says, wow, people are really nice here. <laughs> yeah, how you're supposed to be. But so, you know, we're givers here. You know, we see farmers helping one another. If we have a field fire, it's hilarious. If we get called to a fire in a cornfield, you know who some of the first people are who are there? Other farmers with their tractors disking up around containing the fire. We don't have to ask. They just show up. It's amazing. They'll run you over if you don't get out of the way. It's, I mean, they are moving. It's awesome because they're givers. And so as we give, it's not a natural thing. And especially other parts of the country, it's a little more normal here. Other parts of the country, it's not normal to be a giver. So as we give, as we're generous, we reflect Christ to those around us. And then here's the funny thing. As I give, as you give, you know what happens? I start to trust God more. As I'm generous in my finances, I realize that as I give, God does what? Gives back. When Jesus says, you know, give and it'll be given back to you, pressed down, shaken, running over. And so we all live in this world of if I give, I don't have as much. But the funny thing is, when you follow Christ, when you trust in him, the more you give, the more you get. Now, I'm not going to be one of those preachers like, ah, if you give, you get 100 times back. No, I can't say that. But I do know that as I'm generous, God is generous to me. As you're generous, God will be more generous to you. And it may not be money. You may not walk out and have a brand new pickup in your driveway. That would be sweet. <laughs> but it doesn't always work that way. But God is generous in other ways, right? You know, it's funny. Amy and I had been planning for this give big or uh, one day to feed the world thing. And so we had set aside this much money. And we got this thing back from our insurance company. and said, hey, we've been overcharging you for like two years on your auto policy. You know what the difference was? almost to the penny what we were going to give for our one day to feed the world thing. I mean, it's just, it was God doing it. It's amazing. We called our insurance agent. It was like, why, why did we only get charged this month, this month, this much, this month? He said, oh, you know, I have no clue. It was, you know, I don't know how that happened, but God did, right? So as we're more generous, God gives back to all of us. That's just who he is. And generosity is a wise investment. We understand that generosity is a wise thing to do. To be generous is wise because what we prioritize has an incredible pull on us. 
What I prioritize in my life, what I put money into has an incredible pull. And if I'm putting money and putting time into being generous, guess what? I become more generous. If I prioritize doing what God tells me to do, I start centering my life around him, around it. And you may say, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. How many of you ever started looking for a new car? Or maybe not a new car, but a used car. But you're looking for a different car, right? What happens when you start looking at that specific model? You've narrowed it down. Guess what you start seeing? You see that car everywhere, right? You never noticed it before, but as you start looking for one, oh, wait, there's one, there's one, there's one. Why? Because you're looking for it. You're thinking about it. As you start becoming more generous and you look for opportunities to be generous, guess what you start seeing? More and more opportunities to be generous that you've never seen before. As you start prioritizing Christ in your life, guess what you start seeing? You see God working. So, so we understand that what we prioritize as a pool, and then we have to center our lives around God's way to live. Look at what Paul tells Timothy. First Timothy chapter 6. You'll see what I'm saying here. Verse 17. Paul says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their what? Their money, which is so unreliable. Money is so unreliable. Remember when gas was super cheap like six months ago? <laughs> you never thought about driving a long distance, right? As you drive now, I can hear the money coming out of my pocket every time I drive my pickup. Like, I can just feel my wallet get skinnier all the time. It's crazy how that happens. Yep. Their trust should be in God who gives richly to all. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot read today. Who gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Let me read that again. Don't put your trust in money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do what? Do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. And now here's why. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so they can experience true life. Guys, when we use our finances, when we use our abilities, when we use these things to do good, God blesses us. He says he gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Again, that doesn't mean you're going to get all these new things that you necessarily want, but he's going to give you everything you, what? Need. He will take care of us. And I know we're asking a huge thing. We're asking to give your normal tithes and offerings. We're asking you to set aside one day's wages to give to people who are in need around the world. I know this is a big ask. I know. And I know we had big give, give big Lex this month, and, and our community raised like $260,000 in a day. Isn't that insane? A town of 12,000 people can raise that much. I mean, we've got incredibly generous people here. But guys, what happens when we start giving? God gives back. When I start giving, I think less about me and more about others. And so when we focus on the Lord, our lives are safe. When we focus on accumulating wealth, not necessarily. I remember back in like 2008 when that financial crash happened. You guys remember that? And like people's retirement disappeared. I remember I was working at a prison at the time. I was, we were pastoring a little bit church. And I was working as a prison guard because the church couldn't pay us anything. And so we were, I was there and I was working. I remember I was sitting in the control room as I was running the, the doors and stuff. One of the guards came. He was an older guy. He was kind of one of those guys who just waiting to retire. You know, those people, uh, he was, just, I mean, he was like literally like six months from retiring and he got online and he checked his retirement and he, all the color drained from his face. 
He lost over $100,000 in retirement just like that. And so he said, well, I guess I'll be here for a while longer now. And it eventually came back, you know, stocks came back and it was worth more because retirement was all in stocks at that time. Uh, but I mean, it just literally just like that, the things that he had stacked up. But as we give to the Lord, Paul says we're building a secure foundation for ourselves in the coming age. And also, when I trust in God, I've got a secure foundation because I know he's going to take care of me. So we need to orient our lives around God's way to live. We need to orient our lives around that. In 2008 and 2009, Americans lost $9.8 trillion in wealth as home values plummeted and retirement accounts disappeared. Just like that. That's what we have to trust because we never know. We never know. And we have to let generosity be our map. What does that mean? I need to allow God to direct me. And guys, we need to be smart when we give. I'm not telling you to give to every single person because there are people who will use you. <laughs> Amy and I, there was a guy sitting at Walmart. Across from our Walmart, there's an old Sonic. They used to be there, and people now sit there and beg. And so Amy and I were going to Walmart for something, and we saw a couple sitting over there. And they said, you know, we need help. And they had the kids and the dog and all that stuff. So we felt bad. So we went to Walmart, and we bought a couple of McDonald's gift cards. And so we drove over as we were leaving. We never give cash because we learned that lesson, right? But so we went over and we gave him a gift card. And just as we did, a police officer that we know pulled up and shooed him off, ran him off. He said, I hope you didn't give those guys any money. And he said, well, I kind of did. He said, yeah, they've been making tons of cash sitting here and they're frauds and all this stuff. And, but, why, you know, we have to be smart in what we give. But you're, when you're a blessing to other people, God notices that. So we need to be wise in the way that we give, is what I'm saying, guys. Don't give to just anything. Know what you're giving to, but let generosity be our map. Allow God to guide us. Have a lifestyle of generosity, and that invites us to live in the fullest with Christ. So we talked about that. Now, lastly, generosity brings blessings. A life of generosity contains a determination to be generous with everything that God gives us. What does that mean? If I'm really living a life of generosity, it's not just giving money. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I want to, God, I want to give you everything. I want to be generous with my money, but I also want to be generous with my time. Maybe your neighbor is an older person who needs help raking their leaves. Is that being generous? Absolutely. Someone needs help with homework or tutoring. That's being generous, right? Helping in kids' church or youth, that's being generous, being brave sometimes, right? Volunteering, giving to one day to feed the world, that is generous. Giving your tithes and your offerings, that's generous. And that's a trust thing, right? So I want to use all those things because God has given each and every one of us a unique mix. Guys, God made each and every one of you, guys watching at home, God made each and every one of you individually. You have skills that nobody else has. You have a certain mix that no one else has. And I'll be honest, when I was younger, I really struggled. When I was a young pastor, I really struggled because I don't have all the gifts that other pastors have. I can't sing to save my life. That's why I don't sing up here. I'm nice to you guys, right? Because I care for you. <laughs> I sing quietly in the front row, right? I don't have that, but there are other things that God has given me that I can. Guys, some of you have other gifts. You may say, well, I, I can't teach like this person. I can't play an instrument like that person. 
maybe you can help. Did you know the ability to help is a gift? Paul talks about that. Did you know the ability to encourage is a gift? Some of you are encouragers. You know the ability to tell the truth when no one else wants to? That's a gift. Some of you are amazing truth tellers. And you can say it and people don't get mad. It's amazing. Like, I'll tell people things and I'm like, and you know, other people can tell people things and they say, oh yeah, absolutely. I just told you the exact same thing, you know, but it's just, it's a gift. So use those gifts and abilities that God gives you to live a lifestyle of generosity. That's what we're asking. It's a way that honors God with our lives, our, our talents, our treasures, our time. And a life of generosity, guys, it's a great example to others. It's a great example to others. Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul was talking to the church in Corinth, and they were giving offerings to help other Christians who were in a famine. And at the very end of that passage, they say, when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them, all believers will prove that you're obedient to the good news. So Paul says, when we give to others, then they can say, wow, thank you, Lord, for that. It's a great example. It shows them that Christ loves them. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you really had a need? I'm not just saying a want. I'm saying you really had a need, and God sent someone along to meet that need. You ever been there? What happens? You are absolutely floored by God's goodness, aren't you? I've heard some of you tell stories about you needed groceries, and all of a sudden groceries showed up on your step, and you have no idea where they came from. Or God sent someone with money and said, you know, I, I just really feel like you need this. God's taking care of you. Sometimes you've been down. We've all had times where we've been really down, really discouraged, and God sent someone along with a word at just the right time. You were just about to give up, and God sent someone. Why? Because he loves us. And as we're generous, as we live lives of generosity, God can use you because you're opening yourself up to be able to do those things. And a life of generosity is refreshing. Listen to this. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, Paul, or Paul, <laughs> Solomon says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. What? Solomon, the wisest and richest man to ever live. The guy had like a thousand wives. We wonder somehow how smart he was to have a thousand wives. But they were political wives. But he says, the generous will prosper. He knows something about this because he was incredibly wealthy and he was incredibly generous. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. As you open yourselves up, as we open ourselves up and say, Lord, I want to be generous. I want to be generous with my time. I want to be generous with my talents and my abilities. I want to be generous with my finances because it's all yours anyway. As we say that, as we say, Lord, use me, guess what God starts doing? He'll use you. He'll direct you. He'll send you to people at the right times. He'll give you opportunities. And when we give, it's refreshing. It's encouraging. It's fun, right? You ever been in a place where God allows you to be that person and encourages someone? It's really, really fun. When God uses you to meet a need, it's fun. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up this morning. If you're physically able and you're willing, would you stand this morning? Those of you at home, if you would stand or shift positions, whatever you need to do. 
But we're going to take a moment this morning to pray. I'm just going to ask you to just kind of shut yourself in with the Lord this morning. Maybe God's been speaking to you this morning about some things, and, and we're just going to take a moment and close ourselves in. So, Lord, we come this morning, we thank you that you love us so much, and you give so much to each and every one of us. Lord, each and every one of us in this room, each and every one of us watching at home has a unique mix of gifts and talents and abilities. Some might have more finances. Some might have more talents and abilities. Some might have just an innate sense of when to be at a certain place and encourage a certain person. But Lord, you've given us all these gifts. And we want to be faithful with those gifts. We want to be faithful with those talents. We want to be faithful with the finances that you've given us. And so we just come this morning. If there's something in, in this that's spoken to us, or would you speak to our hearts? If there's something that we need, what would you speak to us today? Maybe you're speaking to some of us to be more generous with our finances. Maybe more faithful in giving to you. Maybe be more open to give to other situations. Or maybe you're speaking to some of us today about using our talents and being faithful with those things. Or maybe you're, you're speaking to some of us today about being more open with our, our time, being less guarded in that and being more willing to, to be used in different times to help others. Lord, would you speak to each and every one of us today? So with every head bowed, every eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor X, I don't have a relationship with Christ like you're talking about. Maybe at one point I did, but I've really kind of wandered away from that. And I just want to really commit myself to him today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? We want to pray with you today. If you're here this morning, you're saying, Lord, you know, the Lord's really speaking to me about being more generous. With my finances, with my time, with my talents. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? I just want to be more generous. All right. If you're here today and you say, you know, I want to be more open to those opportunities. I want to really be aware of when God has given me an opportunity to do something. Would you just slip your hand up? Yeah. Lord, we just come this morning. You've seen all these hands. Lord, would you help us, those of us maybe who aren't quite as generous as we could be, Lord, would you help us to be more generous with our time, with our talents, with our abilities? Lord, if, if we want to say, you know what, we just want to be more open. Let us hear your voice as you speak to us about these things. Let us hear your voice and, and be more open to those opportunities to, to give, to volunteer, to serve. Lord, would you make us more aware of those things, we pray.